0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Conan Rewatch podcast. Let me your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always is the one, the only, Colleen. We're here to talk about episode 179, The Coffee Shop Truck's Wild Entrance Case. I'm sure you were so excited about this, you are like, how are they gonna, you know, like, follow up on High getting shot seven times? How are they gonna address that? And boy, they did nothing of the such...
1: <laughs> i know right um they didn't even mention her i don't think like even a small nod to oh she's you know at home sick or something to uh show us some continuation but nothing it was like that never happened
0: yeah like what are we supposed to take from this is she dead <laughs> did she die from her gunshot wounds oh <gasps> you just got real excited oh, You're don't like, oh. say
1: that Did did it come out (laughs) in my voice?
0: So, this originally aired February 7th, 2000. The Conan's hint going into this was Bus Schedule. And Conan says, Today we're in a cafe on a hill. The truck came charging in. Is it an accident or a murder? Well, Conan, I've seen this show before. It's definitely (laughs) a murder. Has there ever been just an accident?
1: I, I think Conan's forgetting the third option, suicide.
0: Of course, the, the classic suicide of having a truck run you over.
1: Yeah, the truck driver just didn't want to deal with his day.
0: <laughs> the episode begins with Conan the detective boys carrying Ginta up a hilly road. He notices a bus wants to go on that instead, but he's told that Agass is buying them food... So it doesn't make sense for them to spend money on transportation. They say, what would be the point? We'd be spending money then. And Ken says, they sure know many things for being kids. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Oh, the penny pinchers.
0: They finally spot the place, which is called Peach Sunday in English. Ayumi is impressed that Mitsuhiko can sound it out. And he's like, I'm bilingual. And Ayumi's so impressed, and Kenta and Kern are just like, dude, come on.
1: They do this thing in anime, well, any animation that I love, like, the split difference in their facial expressions is just hilarious. <laughs> like, they do those eyes are like, uh, really, Mitsuhiko, really?
0: They head inside, and the waitress takes them to a table... A waiter then gives them menus and says that Professor Gasa called, saying he'll be a little late. However, they can order whatever they want. And uh, Genta's like immediately grabs the menus, like, "Oh, let me let me decide. I'll take one of these, one of this." And Mitsuhika's like, "Hey, ladies first, so Yumi gets to take a look.
1: Wow, what a gentleman!
0: He really is. when When I'm not going inside the women's bathroom, I am a perfect gentleman. I always let them go inside the bathroom first because the ladies first.
1: Yep. <laughs> and then he can just peek in afterwards. After them.
0: mundo, He would say mundo. <laughs>
1: that should be his catchphrase. Because he knows English so well and exactamundo is such an English word.
0: So a man named Uhara Kazuo arrives and the kids all get the peach Sunday to eat because the place is named after it why wouldn't you get it
1: i was just about to say
0: (laughs) so genta scarfs his down and conan's like too busy eavesdropping to eat his food so he just takes conan's without him even responding so he scarfs that down too and conan's just completely oblivious here
1: yeah i mean he's a true detective boy unlike genta the supposed leader of the, their group
0: Uhar is talking to one of his designers Ida Toro who says his boss should have refused a job handing out flyers it seems that Ida wants to leave the company and Uhar begs him to stay promising him a raise in the future However Ida says I don't want to make these cheap flyers and live the rest of my days like that Ida agrees to do a hotel assignment for the money and says Besides, if I were to disappear, you wouldn't be able to handle it yourself, right? So I'll finish this flyer, too, as a final goodbye. The horror looks annoyed, and then he looks at his watch, and as soon as I saw him look at his watch, I was like, this dude's gonna kill this other guy. There's nothing more suspicious in the Detective Conan universe than A, wearing a watch, and B, looking at it.
1: Yeah, looking at it constantly. You're totally right. Th- that's, like, one of the biggest clues that they give us. Or it's one of the biggest clues that I'm, at least I'm able to notice.
0: Ohara says he has to get to the bathroom, so he gets up, and that's when Conan finally notices that Genta ate his peach sundae, so he gets a little sad. Poor Conan. Oh. Genta talks about getting more to eat, but Mitsuhiko warns him of a stomach ache, which actually hits Genta just as soon as he's like, ah, don't worry about it, Ooh. Genta then runs to the bathroom And kind of tells him somebody else is in there Genta knocks on the door And runs back after getting no reply And Genta says I feel like I'm going to explode <laughs> And then No kidding, uh, only two peach like, sundaes well, Yeah He's holding his backside And the man finally exits To Genta's relief and he runs back Telling the kids to order him Seconds if they order again he's Such a fat <laughs> ass
1: He's a hungry boy.
0: Conan keeps an eye on Uhara, who he notes is now using his right hand rather than his left. Suspicious, Colleen. Ambidextrous.
1: Ambidextrous <laughs> people are the most suspicious. How is that possible? That they can use both hands equally. He's also, uh... Pretty messed like, up. I guess sucking on his fingertip? <laughs> Which, oh,
0: yeah, he is. Like... Mm.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> But it just, like, with that coupled with checking his wristwatch too often, you know this guy's up to no good.
0: Professor Gassel finally arrives and he apologizes for being late. He tells the kids to eat as much as they want as he won the marketplace lottery.
1: Does Agasa not said, have any g- casual wear? Because he, like, runs in and he's wearing his, <laughs> like, lab coat.
0: <laughs> what else would he wear? He's a you have to let people know you're a professor
1: i guess like it's just like professor oak get, or any of the other professors in think Pokemon. About this. like they just wear that he didn't
0: get like a he didn't get like a professor of funkonomics degree to just wear <laughs> casual wear to wear a polo shirt he has to wear the damn professor lab coat
1: yeah, it's, like, in his job description. Like, from this moment on, you have to wear a lab coat wherever you go. And I love the idea that the only reason he got his degree was so that he could wear it. Oh, Like, yeah. that's no other reason.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And as soon as that's said about you can order whatever you want, Genta reemerges. And he immediately says, I'll have a chocolate, par- chocolate parfait, a jello almond, and a strawberry shake. And uh, Ayumi looks outside, and she sees a string or something attached to the hook of a bus. And she's like, that's pretty. Ohara then goes to light a cigarette. It was pretty. Did you not like this?
1: I loved it. It was so sparkly, but I didn't know if it was a string or if it was, like, water (laughs) sparkling in the sunlight.
0: Alright, so give us your fashion. We haven't done the fashion corner in a minute, so give us your fashion corner on Agasa wearing his damn lab coat uh, out to peach Sunday (laughs) of all places
1: (laughs) well it just gives me the impression that he rushed out of his laboratory he was working on something very important and he's like oh I actually have an appointment with the kids I have to run out of here and he didn't bother you know taking it off or putting on like a windbreaker or something not that i've ever seen him wear a windbreaker i don't know and like thinking back i'm pretty sure he's always wearing his lab coat it's just it it struck me as odd like he's walking into a cafe on like it's probably the weekend chilling out and he looks like he's ready to invent something
0: i feel like he could rock a sweater if he wants to look fancy a little fancy
1: so we know that he at least owns one knit sweater that I guess it was Aerie. I think it was Aerie that knitted it. Because it matches whatever oh, Conan yeah. and Kogro got.
0: <laughs> true, true. So Hara goes to light a cigarette, but he says he dropped his lighter, so he's going back to look for it. He tells Ida to finish the design before nightfall. He then goes back into the bathroom. While Conan is about to order coffee, which confuses Ayumi, a huge noise occurs, and it turns out that a mail truck went through the building's wall, and womp womp, it hit Ida, killing him.
1: (laughs) If only that was the sound of a truck smashing into a building.
0: (laughs) Womp womp. That's how it goes.
1: (laughs) Womp womp. Well, Ida, um... Too bad. I guess he was a great character while he lasted.
0: He had a good run. About five minutes of screen time.
1: <laughs> good five minutes.
0: <laughs> an ambulance and police arrive, and Ohara says he was lucky to be retrieving his lighter. They find the owner of the mail truck, and Conan notices an evil smile from Ohara. The mail truck driver, Kobayashi Jiro... Says that he usually parks his truck at the flat area above the hill, but today a car was parked there. However, he had the handbrake up to be safe and even put it in reverse. However, an officer that looked inside the car says he saw neither. So we have uh, some drama here, Colleen. Is it a, accident by a poor driver or was it a, murder? Yeah.
1: Um. Fortunately this case uh gave us way too many obvious clues so pretty sure everyone is you know steering towards the murder like i don't know if like this truck driver kobayashi jiro he seems like a really nice kid he couldn't have done it
0: yeah i feel like the mystery was pretty weak in this episode and even if you don't have, like, the whole thing figured out, you can kind of tell with the obvious clues that obviously this guy left and put that truck in the reverse and let it come back, you know? Even if you're not sure of, like, how he got the timing specifically down, like, you kind of know what happened. So it wasn't, like, a super compelling uh, story from a mystery standpoint.
1: Yeah. It's high impact because, you know, a truck crashed into a building, so that's at least that oh, was yeah. remarkable to me. <laughs> but the you kind of you know who does it, and you could probably guess how he does it, like you just explained. So yeah, it's at this point you're like, okay, am I watching it for the kids? And as we'll see, they don't get too too involved in the investigation.
0: No. So O'Hara yells at Jiru and says Ida was his right hand man, and he says to lose Ida. My company is finished! As he makes a commotion, his secretary spots him, and she asks what he's doing here. She says, What do you think you're doing in a place like this? If you don't pay the bank today, they're
1: gonna take away your machines and everything. Your voice acting is on point today.
0: And he's like, I don't have time for this. Ida passed away. And, uh, so... She kind of blows up his whole spot, and she, now we know his motive, too. Although, I d- kind of don't get how, like, is that a thing that, like, people can do? Can they put insurance on their employees? Is that a thing? Oh, I didn't know it was. Like, I just don't get uh, why he's yeah, getting insurance weird. money. <laughs> like, you're not As his an father. an
1: employer? Yeah, you're not family or anything. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. I, I didn't even different. think about it.
0: Yeah, so Kona kind of notices Uhara putting his left hand's index finger in his mouth and has a realization that he did the same thing coming out of the bathroom. He wonders what it means and then runs back to the crime scene. He runs inside and a police officer's like, yeah, it's off limits! But then they don't follow Kona. Kind of, they, kind of, they kind of just <laughs> let him explore. He's like, yeah, whatever. So kinda of runs into the bathroom Goes inside the stall, and he wonders if Uhara injured his finger there. Kind of looks at the windowsill, and he spots some blood. He opens it, and says that the blood was left from the outside. Apparently, Ohara exited the bathroom, which is why Ginta got no reply when he was knocking. And the injury explains why he switched hands as well. So, this guy's looking quite guilty, Colleen.
1: Uh, yeah. I-, I can't even... Like, who else could have done it? The... Cafe owner,
0: yeah, the butler that said two words. <laughs> he
1: I mean, did not look butler, like a butler, but the didn't the
0: waiter. <laughs> so, Conan takes a look at the mail truck and then walks up the street. He remembers Ohara checking the time constantly, and that's when he spots the bus schedule, which was the Conan's hint. Come on, how does Conan not know the Conan's hint? You set the hint, dude. Come on. <laughs>
1: Maybe he's like me. He keeps forgetting. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the at the beginning of the episode,
0: that makes sense. So Kenan asks for the time of the incident, and Mitsuhiko comes in handy here. He says, "It was two ten. That is usually the time that Ayumi goes into the restroom."
1: <laughs> That's why I was paying attention to the clock.
0: And it turns out that there's a bus stop at two o seven. And he wonders where the bus is now. Agasa says it'll circle back here soon. And a bus that had been waiting there departs. And Mitsuhiko apparently is like the master of public transportation knowledge. He says, <laughs> the bus waited here five to ten minutes to adjust for time as this is the last stop. And it's like, how does Conan not know how like buses absor- work?
1: <laughs> That's right. Um... And when did Mitsuhiko have time to even observe this? <laughs> like between uh, Genta running around trying to get into the bathroom and Ayumi sitting there with Mitsuhiko. I don't know. It just seemed like he's coming up with this stuff out of thin air.
0: Kenan finds a piece of wood left behind and the bus then arrives. The police asked the kids some questions, and Conan notices piano cord attached to the bus's hook. Conan then figures out the case and says it was a murder, not an accident. Well, thanks for catching up, Conan. <laughs> I think everybody knew.
1: I don't know when it happened. It might have already happened in the sequencing, but there was like... Oh, it might have been like the, the mid-episode uh, cutscene, but Conan, like... You know, ponders over, you know, this mystery, and they show a silhouette of Uhara as if to say, like, oh, we don't know who the murderer is. It's this silhouette. And I'm like, how, like, it even looks like the guy. Like, how, why are you even bothering <laughs> to still try and fool us?
0: Yeah, this is not, like, yeah, exactly.
1: As if we don't know he's the culprit.
0: Conan kinda seems dumb here by not just immediately being like, Okay, this guy definitely did it, I gotta figure out how, instead of like him stumbling onto it and being like, This is a murder. Like, dude, come on, bro. <laughs> so Hara asked to leave as he has important business to attend to. Since his questioning is finished, he's told he can leave for thirty minutes. Conan fears that he will get rid of the evidence, so he tells Agasa to do the mouthing as he talks in his bow tie. Agasa says this is a murder, and the policemen decide to hear him out. I was kind of disappointed because usually we get some funny scenes whenever Agasa's, is like poorly doing the mouth thing. And there's one spot where like Conan says he'll hand something, and Conan and Agasa looks through his like pockets. He's like, "I don't have this." Mm-hmm. But like other than that, there weren't <laughs> many like visual gags here, at least to the extent that they usually have.
1: Yeah. They, it's, like at the very beginning usually he's caught off guard when Conan wants to use him for the deduction show but here he's just like oh, okay yes I'm ready to go but uh, yeah the, and like when he like pats himself down looking for this item it's almost like okay Agasa, do you realize you don't have it on you why are you like <laughs> I don't know I couldn't tell if he was making a show of it to be like oh I have it around here somewhere or if he legitimately thought he had it
0: So, Gasa accuses Uhara as being the culprit and says that evidence will prove this. Uhara says it can't be as it was an accident by the careless driver. Gasa explains that Uhara parked his car where the mail truck usually sits. He then invited Ida to the cafe and had him sit with his back to the window seat so he couldn't see outside. Would have been very funny if he was, like, actually sitting on the other side. And he just saw this giant truck go, and he just got out of the way. He was like, drats, my whole plan failed.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that happened in this case that were either coincidental, or they had to happen in a very specific order, or in a very specific way, to actually work.
0: Harris says that was a coincidence, and Agassah explains that he pretended to get to the bathroom, and brings up Ginta, knocking and not receiving a reply. Uh, Sometimes the kids will be like, how does he know this? But
1: I think that's a weak argument.
0: But again, like, uh everything Agass is saying here, like, nobody questions it, even though he wasn't here that entire time. Because usually, like, they have, <laughs> like, a scene where, like, how did you know that, Agasa?" And he's like, uh, Conan told me or something. And they get past it. I don't know. It just seemed like even, like, this wasn't even, like, by the numbers in terms of, like, the gags and stuff. It was just kind of, like, by the numbers and, like, Less inspired than even by the numbers. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not high on this case. Uh, if you're like it, it was a fine like 20 minute episode to watch, but like as far as like just forgettable. Like if this episode didn't exist, I don't think anybody would be like all that shaken up over it. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Whatever happened to that one episode with the truck? Yeah. Um. No, I I hear you. I. I'm agreeing with you like it it was fine I didn't mind watching it but um there were so many things that were done and are done in other cases and they're done better so this one is kind of unnecessary
0: and it like just the fact that it comes after that three-parter with so much plot movement and then we get the most filler ass filler episode of like (laughs) all filler episodes (laughs) It's like, um, it's just such a recoil to where you're like, wow, this is, this is what this show is. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I thought we were moving forward with plot and action and drama. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess they're going to eat some, some, some peach Sundays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So Gus says Zuhara slipped out of the bathroom and went to the mail truck where he put a wooden stop he had prepared under the truck's will. Then to make it seem like he wasn't the one who did it, uh, on the stopper he tied a piano thread to the hook on the bus. He then put the truck into neutral and lowered the handbrake. He returned to the cafe. Once the bus left on schedule, it pulled the stopper out and the truck rolled down the hill and killed poor Ida. So he... That everything went as he planned. Ayumi then realizes the thing that she saw behind the bus was piano thread, and Kenan presents the stopper to Agasa. He gives it to the police. This is that scene where he's like, and look at this evidence, and Agasa's like, oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> it's in one of your many pockets on the lab coat.
0: He has so many has pockets. Like I don't blame him for. <laughs> Not knowing what... He, he might just have some random-ass wood in his pocket. You never know what's going to be in there.
1: Like, perfect opportunity to throw in a gag. Like, he brings out, like, this wonky screwdriver, like, a thingamadoo, anything. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's not it. Yeah,
0: like, anything would add some character here to an episode that, like, very much needs it. Like, there, there's a few fun, uh, like, detective boys interactions. I liked when Genta stole conan's food and such but like so so that adds a little bit of character but like there's not enough here to like freshen up this like very uninspired mystery where like everybody knows he's done it and it's not that hard to figure out how he did it Mm so ohara demands proof anagasa says his mistake was that he injured his fingertip while putting on the thread While he was able to operate the mail truck with one hand, he had to use both to get through the window, and that's when he left the blood behind. He then began licking his left finger. O'Hara says that he did injure his finger, but he scratched it on the knob in the washroom. Who doesn't cut themselves while opening a door?
1: Especially on a knob. (laughs)
0: Like, Yeah. I could maybe see a handle, but a knob... (laughs) So, O'Hara demands more solid proof, and that's when Conan asks what the glove with the weird mark is doing in his car. Oh, classic Conan got him. The policeman takes a look, and he finds the bloody glove. And August says if you check the thread tied to the bus, his blood will still be on it, which is proof that he did it. O'Hara figures out that the gig is up, so he admits to the crime, and the driver's relieved. And now we get, like, the big evil speech where, I don't know, they, they play out sad music and sometimes you're like, "Oh, you kind of feel bad for them. They were put in a bad situation. This dude just sucks. His whole, his whole argument was that uh, my employee was going to quit and get a better job. <laughs> so, okay.
1: Yeah. Like, good we've for him. have seen this before. Like, we've seen the whole, like, oh, my employee's going to sell me out or they're going to leave my company to go make money more money at a different company so again we've seen this done and it's been done better than this and it's just like I i have no sympathy for Ohara uh and no sad music can change that
0: we don't even get like the snappy one liner from like a judgmental C- Conan as Koguro, you know we don't get that <laughs> Like, there's nothing here so he says Ida had forgotten all the times I did him favors and started saying he was going to quit the company. If he was to quit, the company may go bankrupt. If we were going down anyway, I was going to kill him like an accident and at least collect the insurance money. To tell the truth, I was pondering all the ways until we arrived at the cafe. But he started saying selfish things about making large sums of money before leaving, so it pushed me over the hedge. And the policeman's like, what have you done?
1: (laughs) He's just like, I want to get out of here. Sorry. Oops. So
0: after my mistake, oops, I did it again. Well, (laughs) my oopsie daisy. My employees
1: just keep quitting on me and I just keep murdering them.
0: After the ending song, got and the kids attend the reopening for Peach Sunday, because why not have them relive that traumatic experience?
1: And how long did it take them to hold this reopening? Like, it, it, they make it look like it happened the next day, but I'm sure it took, what, I know, like they... at least a month, maybe? I don't know how long the, re- the reconstruction took.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the mail truck driver gives him a bouquet as a thank you for being proven innocent, and Agasa brags. He says these types of things for me. I finish them before breakfast. Besides, I was the one that taught that famous high school detective Kudo Shinichi about being a detective, and the kids are all shocked and they're they're all impressed by his, his bragging and Ken says he's all talk. As Agasa soaks in the attention. So this was at least a a cute scene. uh, Agasa enjoying the spotlight being on him for once. Uh,
1: I was just about to say that uh, despite how flat the rest of the episode was, this one, like, it ended on a high enough note. Like, I love whenever Agasa pulls that. Oh, I taught... Well, it's not just Agasa. I think other characters do. They're like, I taught Shinichi everything he knows type of thing.
0: All right. So the next kind of tent is Sculpture... And Ken kind of says the next episode is high on style. Gasta says I'm taking the content from the story, and then Ginta says that's good. I didn't get that one.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I I didn't either. But high on style um makes me think that we're gonna see another fashion corner next week.
0: Yeah, so we're covering uh, the nocturne of Red Murderous Intent Part One and Part Two next, so that's exciting. And for the second half of this episode, well, before we'll thank our patrons, Uh, I want to give a thanks to medium-sized Jeffrey, not too big, not too small, Ryan Self, Spencer Young, the great detective of the South himself, William Lee, and Big Chief Mason for the support. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, as always. Thank you guys. And then for the second part, we're going to talk about our favorite secondary secondary characters thus far. And uh, when we came up with this idea, I didn't tell Colleen how many. And so we had this <laughs> conversation right before we started where I said, how many did you select? And she said, seven. And she said, how many did you select? And I said, one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Obviously, we, we compare notes <laughs> before recording.
0: Yeah, very... Yeah, I don't want I don't to know what she selected. So, you know, like Mitsuhiko, a perfect gentleman. Ladies first, I'm going to let you go through your, your seven.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> we were laughing because Tyler's just like, so you basically picked every secondary character. <laughs> Cause, except for like Haibara. Cause, yeah, I, I didn't know how many to pick. There's a lot of secondary characters when you think about it. Um, oh yeah, and and then, like, for the purposes of this conversation, uh, we decided that basically anybody who's not Conan, Ron, or Kogro is a secondary character, because, um, I, I didn't quite know who we're accounting as main characters, so at least we established that. Um, so I guess, I don't know if I should go in a particular order, I didn't order them at all, but, um... It's no surprise that uh, probably the per- the character that tops my favorite secondary character list is Takagi. <laughs> like I rave about him in every episode that he's in. He's the bumbling You could have at least picked Chiba.
0: Kind
1: of- <laughs> I was going to mention Chiba and then I wasn't sure if I should, because the Chiba that we've seen is not the real Chiba.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've had, like, zero Chiba moments so
1: far. <laughs> we've had the, like, the ch- other design Chiba. I don't even know. Like He doesn't look like Chiba at all. So maybe Chiba yeah, it's will make also like in the, a future episode.
0: Yeah, one of the things that's difficult about doing this is, A, we have to kind of, like, forget about, like their futures and just think about what we've seen thus far so that's a kind of awkward because yeah. it's like there's all these characters that haven't been introduced or like they haven't done anything notable just yet like for example like uh the doctor andrade like uh he's a character that has been introduced but or sorry raid. um he's been introduced but like we don't know anything about him he hasn't done anything really memorable except for that one case but he has a larger role to come so and like you probably wouldn't think that from just that one episode like that's just uh one of the things where it's like even if you did like that character uh you can't really mention them here
1: that's right so our list is gonna seem really dated compared to all the other great characters that are now even appearing Conan like that I haven't met like you've met all of them right Tyler because you're up to date with the manga at least oh, I, yeah. I don't know most of the characters so um, yeah a Ar- raid and like Vermouth was just introduced last episode and I mean I know she's a great character but I can't base it I can't say anything about her because she hasn't done much <laughs> so far um but you know who has done a lot takagi <laughs> he's yeah he uh, he's like he's a fool of a character but he shows moments of competency and i think his you know genuineness and his try hard attitude is what makes him a likable character at least in my eyes um i didn't always think that way um when i was watching the dub originally takagi doesn't stand out at all i think his name is like officer wilder in the tub and he's very much just in the background you know doing the investigation following whatever maguire tells him to do and uh, i think what really helped me start loving takagi as a character was when i switched over to the sub and with the voice acting and takagi's role just becoming bigger and him then becoming sort of like the uh crash test dummy for all these tricks uh, during the investigation so he just just started sticking out a lot more. Um, I do have mixed feelings about his character design in the newer episodes so I really hope that's not gonna affect my feelings towards him because I really enjoy his character design now but like with the spiky hair and all that but later on he I don't know. I just don't like it as much. So we'll see. As long as he's the same character, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like I'm sure he's. he's so, I never same thought there was like.
0: See, I never thought there was much of a design change with him.
1: Oh really? Like doesn't he get like his basically his hair flops down? Oh yeah, <laughs> different.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, seeing it now. I, yeah. Huh. Okay guess i'm just kind of it's funny you look at him like his first appearance in episode 26 he doesn't he barely looks recognizable compared mm-hmm. to what he is now i do feel like like as far as just looks in the show or pro we're in a very strong period because i i do generally prefer like this era of just like how the characters look. Not that I... I don't know. As we move on, I'm sure we'll just... Everything blends together every time. And it's like... We won't... It's not like there's going to be one episode where we're like... Wow, these characters look totally different. It's, it's probably going to be a gradual type of change. to where we don't even notice how drastically like stuff's changed. You know? It's just... I guess that's just one thing with anime. And with you Ken, know, we, we you, you look past like 20 years of... You know, animation changes. And then you're like, wow, this looks vastly different but if you just kind of go because you know the shit's on every damn week and it never (laughs) barely takes days off so like it's just like oh okay so this is just you know a slight change every time
1: there is one episode who else is on your list (laughs) there is one episode later on that uh it was sort of like the pinnacle moment of when I thought okay the animation is starting to change and I don't remember what the the number is it's the one where um we haven't done it yet so this is meaningless to anybody who hasn't watched it but they're in like a I think it's a Chinese restaurant and uh, I believe uh Detective Songo's brothers in this episode and it's just a drastic animation change and that's sort of the moment where I realize okay this show is never going back to that old 90s early 2000s style so it is a little sad um but I think you're right that we're in a very good is it part of the...
0: Chinatown Deja Vu in the Rain? Which is episode 284,
1: 285. Oh, maybe. Jugo's
0: in it. Jugo Yokomizu.
1: That might be it then. And Starting um, with this
0: episode, the animation was done digitally instead of traditional animation.
1: Yeah. That's, that's probably what hit me. Um, so yeah, it's fun kind of watching the older episodes that we do when we cover the dub on our patreon exclusive um coverage uh, podcast whatever because we go back to like the old style of where the ears were kind of thicker and all that like i don't know i that was okay and what's happening now is okay but i think you're right we're in a, like the best kind of period right now where the animation just i wish i, know, I had more of an eye for this to the eye. Oh yeah, no. I, I, I don't do catch a like... lot
0: of these changes. Like it doesn't. I don't know. I've never had like such a discerning eye when it comes to like audio design or like graphic design. Like I kind I like what I like, but like deciding on like the specific like oh the 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 ears are too point. Like I never thought about the damn ear designs on any of these characters. <laughs> you know. I, that's why you do the fashion corner and not me. <laughs>
1: I'm not like okay i despite what i just said i'm not very good at it either like whenever people say oh the difference between you know blu-ray and dvd and i'm just like okay i see a slight difference maybe and i'm sure like there's a vast difference but I, i my eye is not as discerning as that but uh yeah at least for conan like the ears always stuck out for some reason in the older animation and they gradually get smaller or i guess a normal size but anyways i digress the next person on uh, my list is actually yukiko yukiko kudo so first of all i I really like i like shinichi's parents um but i particularly like his mom um i love her bubbly personality she's always coming off as being almost like this young naive debutante And then she'll hit you with her badass driving skills and disguising abilities i mean although she's not at the level of kaido kid or anything but it's still decent um she's a very capable detective in her own right and i think she and conan have a fun dynamic like how he's always getting on her nerves when he calls her obasan or um like i i love seeing them together in episodes and I mean, we haven't seen her that much yet. I think she comes in, uh, maybe more in the future. I I could be wrong, but uh, the this the few times we have seen her, I she's really uh made an impact in the episode, at least for me. So I think she's yeah, fun and, she always yeah,
0: she, she always has a memorable appearance. Like uh, we don't see like even with his dad, we don't see them super often because you know they're living in America and so forth so it's like it wouldn't be around all the time but it's nice when they do appear because it's always you know you're in for a big case
1: Mm -hmm. exactly and I love how like Shinichi is basically the perfect like melding of Yukiko and uh, Yusake because he does have that theatrical flair about him that that he gets from his mom and of course because his dad is you know, detective, like has a detective Jeez, mind. Rather. Even,
0: <laughs> even doing favorite secondary characters, Colleen has to fawn over Shinichi.
1: <laughs> I was trying to do it real subtly, but I guess it didn't work. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry folks. I know Shinichi is not a secondary character. Um. So yeah, lovely Kiko. I think she's great. Next. The other mom of the series, Aerie, uh, she brings a level of sophistication yeah. to the episode she's in. She's a good foil for Kogoro. Um, when they're matched up together, it's just so amazing. Uh and depending on the circumstances, she either builds him up and it brings out his positive qualities, like his protective nature, or uh it could totally bring out his negative qualities like co purposely trying to flirt with other women in front of airy things like that so but whatever the case may be i think they play off each other really well um and i like that because of her job she brings another perspective to this sort of like law enforcement detective environment and uh i don't think we've seen it yet correct me if i'm wrong tyler but i i do um i am looking forward to the court case Episodes with and having Ari be more of a prominent figure in the episodes because right now she's kind of taken on the role of another detective, if you will, in uh, the cases. But uh, pretty soon we're going to be able to see her actually shine in her field as a lawyer. So very excited for that.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. I haven't, I don't think I've actually seen the court cases, so that'll be new to me.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. I mean, we saw the finger gun case in the live action, but that's an anomaly. Um, So quickly wrapping up the list, I also uh, do. Wrapping up the list, you've done
0: three out of seven.
1: (laughs) I'm going to try and go through these last ones quickly because I want to get to your secondary favorite character. Our favorite oh yeah <laughs> all right sonico let's, um, let's talk about sonico, how sonico is. we love sonico on this podcast she's spunky she does what she wants she's boy crazy lovesick i don't think i've ever been disappointed in her in the sense that she's ever annoyed me because i don't expect more from sonico than what she's meant to be in this show if that makes any sense like i don't expect her to be wrong she's, Ron. she's I don't the she She's awesome, she's so funny, um, I love that there's this gag that Conan uses her for the detective or the deduction shows, um, I think it's brilliant and just like I, I really wish I could appreciate the um, the differences in the language a bit more, like how Conan messes up in how he speaks as Sonico, but I mean I get the gist and it's funny, um, Sonico Yeah, and he does the same bit
0: with Haiji, where he'll he'll mess up, like, the Kanzai accent and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Sonoko, despite being, you know, materialistic and vain and things like that, she's also got her pure side. She just wants to find true love. She's a very loyal friend, too. Like, she has a lot of positive qualities that um, maybe don't come out as much because... They're overshadowed by sort of like the less positive things, but, um, I think Sonico is still a likable character in her own right. I don't know if uh, there might be some people that don't like her as much, but uh, I think she does have her her moments as well.
0: Well, I feel like you're officially a hater if you dislike either Sonica or Hybe. Like, if you dislike either of those, what's wrong with you?
1: Either? <laughs> it's okay to dislike Hybera. <laughs> um, next, uh, Heiji. Heiji's sort of like the dark horse of my list because, uh, as I, I think I've mentioned it before on this podcast, I didn't is, like Is Heiji. that a <laughs>
0: reference to his skin tone or something? Oh, say, no,
1: I didn't even try to. I did not mean for that to come out that way. Um, It's more of a surprise for me that I even put him on this list because when he was introduced, I did not like him at all. And for a good portion of uh, when I first watched the show, like the dub, I didn't care for Harley at all. I was just like, oh, go away. I, I only want Jimmy here. I only want like the true detective here. Go away. But um, Heiji's really grown on me he's not overly polished but his deductive reasonings on point and that's why he's just as respective in this community as shinichi and as the other you know good detectives. sorry Kogro, the good detectives in the show <laughs> um, wow
0: the the shade you're throwing <laughs> girl
1: oh gosh i'm i'm sorry don't mean to if Kogoro was up for grabs as a favorite secondary character he'd be on the list (laughs) like but back to heiji sorry i keep uh, keep going on tangents um heiji's also so funny uh he brings this sort of spirited attitude to episodes and uh you always know that you're in for a good time when heiji's around and uh, again I love his dynamic with his love interest Kazuha. They're great. If they're like a dynamic duo, you kind of did she make the get, list? Um, if you want to count her like as a combo with Heiji, sure, but I decided not to. What are you I going up to eight? Like or how many? How many?
0: <laughs> how many?
1: How how
0: many are you selecting
1: here? It's okay. Let Let's leave Kazuha off the list. It's fine. (laughs) Wow. I'll try. Wow. (laughs) No, she's great. This is why this is so hard, because there's so many great characters in this show. How Um, is it so
0: hard? You picked, like, 20 people. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you leaving off anybody is an ultimate insult at this point. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) Psych, I'm just going to name off.
1: (laughs) Okay. The last two are a combo if you will because i'm pretty sure actually no that's a lie i was gonna say i'm pretty sure you never see one without the other but you we have seen this character before without uh, the other one and that's kaido kid with officer nakamori or detective nakamori um so kaido kid i think appears on his own in that magic lovers uh three-parter if i'm not mistaken um, but yeah, Kaido Kid, he's a fan favorite. He's also one of my favorites. Doesn't show up that often, but when he does, those are really special episodes. They're special moments. Um, I love that we don't necessarily see his perspective as Kaido kuroba It's very much like he's the mysterious Kaido Kid, he's flashy, he's entertaining, he's a goofball. <laughs> I like the goofball characters, if you haven't noticed. And Nakamori is just as much of a goof, like he's the... Uh, he's basically like Kogoro, but his job is revolved around catching a thief rather than whatever Kogoro does. So yeah, I, I I really like episodes with them, um, Nakamori it's that old trope of oh i'm always like that he's always after kaido kid and he never gets it and i don't know you can call it a cliche but it works for a reason and it's a classic trope and um it's just good good old fun so sorry for making my list super long but there's just so many great characters in the show um so i, I really so how many did you you want opportunity up to talk doing? about them uh, I did. Yeah, seven.
0: Seven. Okay, so yeah, that gives me three to choose from. This is tough. I want to give you know I'm going to give some honorable mentions to the people that didn't make the list. Real quick, shout out to Yoko Kino, who I think is a fun character, but she's more just to set up Koguro. What I like about Yoko is more. What she does to Kogoro than Yoko herself, so she doesn't quite make my my list, despite being a you know fun inclusion. And then likewise Makoto, uh, you know uh, Sonica's boyfriend. I kind of like what he brings out of her rather than you know him himself. Although he is a good character, so they didn't quite make the list. But who did make the list is Ginta. My my favorite fat boy, he's the man. He's, like, one of the funniest character, Constant source of humor. You know, probably the funniest character in the show next to Koguro. You know, if he's... Like, the physical gags are always so good with him. Like, even in that little uh, you know episode we covered earlier, he was stealing Conan's food. They had to, like, push him up the hill because he was too... <laughs> out of shape to get up there like there's some fun stuff uh, he's also you know just a good friend and despite being you know very brash and uh, uh, you know he doesn't think things through he always has a really good heart so like he's the type of kid that you can just really like plus he really wants some fried eel give him some fried <laughs> eel come on for goodness sake so genta makes my
1: list and just briefly, going back to character design for a moment, Genta is drawn for comedy. Like, he has a triangle head, he has a big old belly, like, he just screams funny <laughs> when you look at him.
0: Oh, yeah, he's a fun character. And, uh, next up, Kazaha, who was so rudely taken <laughs> off of your list.
1: <laughs> okay, was she's she originally like... on the list, or was she... Did you, like, plop her on because I said, nah, Kazuha didn't make it on my.
0: Okay. So, the only reason I plopped her on was because I thought for sure she was going to be on your list. So, I oh, didn't have really her okay. in my, my top. Because I was like, okay, I'll add in Yoko Okina because, you know, she'll surely pick these people. But you didn't. You threw a... I thought Genta was going to be... It. So, Genta and her, they were both added late to the list. Um... Just to get, you know, get, get them the proper repre- representation that they deserve. Kazuha's hilarious. I love everything she has with uh, Heiji. I love how feisty she is. I like a, I like a feisty woman, Colleen. And Kazuha is feisty. Um, like, their whole dynamic is so funny. I, I, she's my favorite. Her her and Sonica are the top-tier Detective canon girls. You know, in my eyes. Yeah.
1: No, she's she's a gem. She's real fun.
0: And then finally, the true gem of Detective Cannon, Hybarra,
1: of Agasa. course.
0: Why wouldn't she be on here? She <laughs> rocks. So Poor Agasa. Agasa should have been on this too. <laughs> but we had to talk about Takagi. How cool Takagi's been. But anyhow, Bear rocks. Uh, she's a great character. Uh, she has like, some much needed seriousness to... Detective Conan, and she, you know, brings the plot around. Uh, She's also one of the few people that, like, Conan can really relate to, which is funny, because they're both, you know, shrunken down kid forms. So it's these two kids having very serious, you know, conversations about life and death. So I I like the dynamic she brings to the show. And plus, she reminds me of my favorite co-host, Colleen, so much. So it's like I'm watching you on the screen, Colleen.
1: Oh, yay. How sweet of you to... Think that way. Can I ask you a question?
0: <laughs> What's the question? What is there? Why I love <laughs> Hi Bear? Because she rocks. What's your question?
1: So if we weren't restricted by just the characters we've met in the show so far, um, would you have picked a different favorite secondary character? Like someone like, far down the line into the future.
0: Ah, there's a couple I really like. Uh, I'll just throw out some names. I really like... uh, uh, I really like Bourbon, um, the black organization. Uh, Another top-tier girl is who Chiba gets romantically involved with. Although she she probably wouldn't make my list. I just want to say she's cute. Um, And then... There's the guy, who's the other, the uh, the guy that Yumi dates is really awesome. I like him. And then uh, that's Shikichi Hanada, uh, who Yumi dates. He's a shogi player. So shout out to him. Oh, nice. Uh, Masumi Sara, they introduce a female detective. She would probably, she's probably like my new number one. So I love her. She's probably, yeah, she'd probably be my, my favorite secondary character uh Sarah is. And then of course, uh, you got some cool cool CIA guys. Um so I think I think they'd make the list old uh, Shuichi Akai, he'd probably make it. So,
1: so yeah, I think so yeah, they'd I've probably met be Shuichi my... Akai. Like he <sighs> He hasn't done much so far in the episodes I've seen, but he's, uh, like they're building him up to be a very cool, mysterious character. So I'm looking forward to that uh, oh, yeah. development. I'm looking forward to meeting all yeah, these so I guess my top three,
0: listed. I think, I think my top three would be a Kai, Sarah, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Somebody else. Hi, Bear. Bourbon. Let's go with them. Oh. I, that'd probably, hi, Bear Bourbon. Sorry, Bourbon. But, uh, but he's wow, great. There's a spin-off yeah. manga. There's a spin-off manga about bourbon that's very it's like a slice of life type thing that's really fun. Um So yeah, I like those. Lots of good characters. To t- and there's so many more. Like <laughs> if you scroll the the characters page, oh my goodness. There's so many characters, and we'll get to talk about all of them in depth as we continue going. So it's always fun and we'll keep doing some more discussion talks like that. I think it's fun to just talk about you know these characters and it's nice to have a time capsule where we're at with the show and you know we've gone through you know quite a bit of episodes i think we're on 180 here so it's like we've we've been through we've seen a good bit of conan and guess what sorry we've done 179 um but and even though we've seen so much conan there's so much more going, <laughs> eight hundred more.
1: It's Plus. so discouraging it when keeps you going look up. at the current episode count and it's like one thousand five. I'm like, I'm never gonna get there in my lifetime, am I?
0: Where? I don't know. It's one thousand six now. So, oh, even so better. <laughs> keeps going up. All right, so I guess that'll do it for that. We talked about our favorite secondary characters. Uh, Colleen talked about Takagi. We talked about the, the coffee shop trucks. <laughs> wow, entrance case. So we Can had a lot, of, a lot of a lot of good so discussions here.
1: Unfortunate that the police officers in that case were just generic police officers. Like they didn't even bother to put like Meguri in there.
0: They weren't gonna disrespect them by putting them on such a shitty case.
1: Oh, good point. Good point. But let's disrespect a Gossa all we want.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that'll do it. We'll be back next week. Bye.
1: Bye, and remember one truth always prevails...